0: hello queens welcome back i hope you didn't miss me too much i do apologize i was recovering from covid you know it was important for me to take a break so i can bring you the best of the best this week i have our favorite you guys have told me how you feel about him you love when he's on uh denny sempasa is back And this time around, we're talking about consent. Now, you may remember I did an episode with Muluba called Consent is Sexy. If you haven't listened, rewind, go back and listen to that episode. But I wanted to get a man's perspective. Why is it important for men to be a part of this conversation? Take a listen. Denny, how are you doing? I'm great. I'm
1: great. Refreshed. The sun is back out.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. For those of our listeners who don't remember you, can you introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, uh, my name is Denny Sampasa. I live here in Brampton, um, born in Uganda, raised in New Orleans, went to school in Uganda, uh, met my wife in the U.S. and then moved down here. So um enjoying enjoy the Canadian summer for the, the two months that we get it.
0: Coming from cause Houston, like sorry, New Orleans is hot all the time, right?
1: Oh yeah, it's it's muggy. You walk outside and you can go back inside and get a shower.
0: So. <laughs> yeah. So like how is it transitioning to like Canada's like especially because our weather is literally bipolar? Like it's it's winter, then it's spring, then it's literally like snowing buckets.
1: Yeah, so it's funny. When I was a kid, you know, I was like, we didn't really have snow. We probably had snow like twice in my lifetime before I, I, like I was an adult. And mm. I was going to college. The uh, college I was going to was Marquette, which is in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And people were like, you going all the way that far? It's cold out there. I'm like, well, you know, it can't be that bad. And I got there and I was like, you know what? The next time I, I see snow, it should only be on a postcard.
0: <laughs> but but I, I
1: got over it, you know, and it's, it's not, I mean, once you kind of you never get used to it, but mm-hmm. you learn how to manage and just, like, hibernate like everybody else in the wintertime and come out in the summertime, so.
0: Do you find you spend more money in the winter, or is that just me? Oh, it's
1: a good question. Um, mm, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I feel like I go out more in the summertime, so I probably spend more, like, turns like getting new clothes to go out and then just, mm-hmm. you know, like, you're doing this, you're doing more activities, I feel like in The summertime, wintertime,
0: I'm kind of average, so probably really. Yeah. I find like I eat in more. Like, I'm winter comes oh. with like winter depression, so I'm always yeah. like, I don't feel like standing in the kitchen. And then, <laughs> so I find that I'm always like order not always, but I'm ordering in more in the winter than I in the summer. I'm like, uh-uh, Jen, go outside and go get food or <laughs> cook. Like, I don't know winter. I hate the winter because it's I've been in this country almost 20 years. It's going to be 20 years next year, I believe. (laughs) And I just I hate the winter. I I, I don't like it. I literally ask myself, like, why did my mother do this to me?
1: Oh, yeah, no, I I, I would not be living here like in a long time. I mean, I enjoy the country. The people are good, but. The weather does something to you. you mentioned something about like winter depression that's a real thing mm-hmm. like you see outside it's like gray it's like nothing you can't go outside You can't yeah. no I, I need i need to be able to go outside more than like four, to- four more times four months. So.
0: <laughs> exactly my mom my when my mom was alive she worked in yellow knife and in yellowknife it's actually really weird it gets dark at 10 a.m in the winter so for the entire day essentially it's dark and then in the summer it's light outside until midnight yeah <clears throat> and it's like oh my god like in the i went to see her like from april until august and it was like april was winter so you were in the dark the entire day until like maybe May June and then July it's it's hot it's it's like Ugandan sun there's no humidity but it's it burns Mm, yeah and then at midnight you're trying to sleep 10 p.m it's still bright outside like I don't know how people out there do it I could not like my mom tried to beg me like come here you know there are social services I was like uh uh Happiness is also important. Very much. Like, I also want to have joy in my life. Right. Um, So today we're going to talk about consent. I did an episode before with um, one of my friends, Muluba. Uh, So today I kind of wanted to get the the male perspective on consent so I want you to be honest, you know, no judgment here. Hopefully our, our viewers don't, our listeners don't judge you either, but I can guarantee. But yeah, try to be as open as you can. When I, when I talked to you about consent initially, I think it was like a few months ago. What was your thought immediately? Like when you think of consent, what comes to mind?
1: Uh cloudy <laughs> because mm-hmm. I feel like it's, it's a moving target. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's one of those things where you're not entirely sure and I'm granted there's always consent in every relationship, mm-hmm. I'm glad that I'm not in the dating scene right now and mm-hmm. have to deal with some of the, the changes that or the not changes but the, the attitude shifts in terms of, of how we view things because mm-hmm. it's not we're growing up how consent was viewed is not the exact same way as how it is now. And it's averaging. It's not something that just stays in one spot.
0: Do you think that there could be such a thing as I mean, considering all the things that are an issue right now, like misogyny and um you know this the power dynamics in which we have in society people who have more money or people who are white have more power do you think we could have such a thing as global consent all things considered
1: no <laughs> no <laughs> a global consent where everybody agrees to the same terms yes I, I mean we don't like the globe doesn't agree on really anything right now so mm-hmm. like there's, not, there's no global you know acceptance of of very few things i mean just like, like regular facts like just something like like with the moonlight or the vaccine or whatever you want to call it things yeah. that are scientifically proven and you know you always have a carrier sorry sorry to i'm gonna give us but yeah you, know, you always have somebody like well i don't think that
0: that's actually true or you know yeah, yeah. So. Um, for me, like let's talk about you know you and I are both Ugandans. You are born in America. I'm I was born in Uganda, so maybe no, the dynamic. Are you born in Uganda? Yeah, clear. Okay, so we're both Ugandan borns. Okay, let be, because let's be real about our culture as mm-hmm. Africans, as Ugandans, as Black people. I never heard the conversation about consent. Um. Because consent, when we talk about it now, it's usually around sex, mm-hmm. right? And you know your got parents, they're not going to talk about sex. When did you start hearing about consent and, or when did you first experience a time when that conversation, you felt like that conversation needed to be had?
1: Uh, maybe in sex and in high school, not high school, sorry, junior high, uh we mm-hmm. had, I mean, I don't remember the, the exact details, but we did talk about consent, and they talked about date rape um, mm-hmm. at the time. Um, my dad had an awkward conversation with me and my brother when we were probably like 11 or 12 mm-hmm. about sex and condoms, and we were sitting there like, uh, when is this over?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I think that, like, it was probably the same, like, my mom would be like, hey, you need to talk to your, your sons about this, and gave it the best that he could off with the information he had mm-hmm. um, in the school system. You know, they, they broached it, but I think even what they did, if you were to, to, to compare that to what the conversation is today, it probably would have been insufficient. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's mostly around preparing yourself for sex, understanding what sex is, understanding like what happens as a result of sex, like the, the bio- biological part of it. Um, consent wasn't really a thing. Yeah. I'm not I'm not entirely sure that I remember too much about consent, but I do remember maybe touched on it.
0: Yeah. For me, I don't remember ever my my parents, of course my father, like he's not gonna I think my dad, the only sex ed we got a letter from the school. I used to go to Green Hill, so we got a letter saying uh, hey parents, uh, one of it was weird because they announced that a girl in, in P7 was pregnant, and I was like, oh. I'm thinking about it now. I'm like, who needed to know that anyway? So they sent a letter to every parent saying this happened, but we want you to know don't expect your daughters to also be pregnant. This is just a one off, and they were like, parents, please talk to your kids about this, 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 and then my dad was like. If you get pregnant, it's better you don't come home.
1: Yes. Okay. And he so, left. So, so let, let's actually have that. Sorry Sorry to cut you off. But yeah, that's kind of like what I, the, <clears throat> so that we had the sex conversation with my dad, but my mom essentially, my, not so much my dad. My mom said, like, you get a girl pregnant, like, you got to go figure that out. Like, don't, don't work. Don't think you're going to bring these grandbabies to my house. Exactly. Be taking care of them. <laughs> Yeah. It I was, was... was out like <laughs> of Yeah. If, if you bring this to my doorstep, you got to figure it out. <clears> and so, <throat> I went to a couple of gym, right? So, for high school. I was mm-hmm. there from S1 to S4. And we're in a boarding school, right? So, mm-hmm. there's girls going, boys going. But people definitely having sex. They mm-hmm. were trying to find ways to have sex. Like, you, you got raging hormones of kids of that age. Mm-hmm. That's the, that was the thing. But there was never, I do not remember one time where teachers, faculty, anybody had any conversation about sex, about consent, about anything like that. And you're in a, a school with like, I want to say close to a thousand kids.
0: Wow, and yeah.
1: Maybe, maybe not a thousand, sorry, maybe close to like 500, mm-hmm. 600, 600 kids. And they're locked up at night. You have movie nights, you have prom, you have all these things on campus. -hmm. Sex has happened, but nobody was talking about it.
0: Exactly. And so when you when you think about it now, do you think that society, because there is, I feel that the conversation about consent is happening, but there is no consideration for the people that, you know, I feel like there's no room to learn about consent. Do you find especially where men are concerned? I find that there's an expectation for men to just sometimes, not all the time, but a lot of the time there's there's an expectation for men to just know. And what do you think about you know the idea that women as well, like we have to be our own agency, is the onus on on only on men? to understand consent, to know what that looks like? Should women also know what that looks like for them?
1: I think, it's, I think it has to be on all involved parties. And mm-hmm. I think when you, when you talk about um, men or boys learning about consent, from my, um, uh, I guess, perspective, we, I was always, the way I learned about sex for the most part, a lot of how I learned about sex, in consent was from movies and from what you watch on, on, on media. So, mm-hmm. you know, you watch a movie and you see a guy pursuing a girl and, you know, and this, this whole love story whatever, and it's his persistence or his constant pursuit of the woman mm-hmm. is actually what is portrayed as the good thing, right? right. And we you start actually digging down in consent, maybe sometimes that constant pursuit needs to be tempered down because some people might take that in a different way okay well i just need to, to not stop mm-hmm. and really consent is about understanding that it's an ongoing thing yes so, um there's no i have there was no formal training the the training that you got was from what you saw around you mm-hmm. and to your point with our culture um the way that women were viewed in the consent thing was that they 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 don't really have they didn't have much of a voice no. And, and like men for a lot of, in a lot of ways did not have to respect them. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, our culture also has very strong women mm-hmm. in the culture. So, you know, you weren't just going to like walk over someone like, okay, this, I'm just going to do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. But there is that concern that on a general, on a mass scale, mm-hmm. that um, the, man, the man is still viewed as the man in the household. So they can they have more power, and the women have less power, and that's how it's viewed. I don't think that's how it should be, mm-hmm. but I think that the general consensus is that that's the dynamic
0: yes uh, um, yeah, in in recent years, there was a conversation led by Miriam Atembe, uh Winnie Byanyima, a lot of powerful Ugandan women, several and there was a conversation about um, like rape in marriage Mm. and do you think that that conversation about consent has to continue into marriage because when when this was brought forward in uganda of course a lot of mostly men were like "Uh -uh, if i paid my bride price i paid my dowry you're my wife the expectation is my wife should have sex with me you get so for me, I feel like consent should continue. Like just because I'm your wife, you could come home one day, and I don't want.
2: Right.
0: And, and the the simple fact that I you ha- I have a ring on my finger is not like a lifelong consent t- to sex.
1: Right. So here, here's my my take on it. Mm-hmm. I think that, and this is personally, and I and I've shared this with with my wife. Um, mm-hmm. I want. It to be enjoyable. If it's enjoyable only for me, mm. then I don't want it, quite frankly. Like, it's, it's going to suck. For yeah. Like it, so, like, there, uh, um, and I know we're going to get this a um, little bit later, but there's a whole idea of the FRIES um, mm-hmm. acronym. Um, yes. Really given, re- reversible, informed, enthusiastic, and specific. To me, that E part actually kind of resonates really strongly with me. So, Mm-hmm. It has to be, enthousi- like, if you're not enthusiastic about it, you're like a limp flower over there, like, that's not
0: <laughs> That's not sexy
1: Sexy at all you know? <laughs> So I mean, that, that's the part where it's like, you, you should obviously you want to have sex with your mate, your partner, whatever um, but you ha- there has to be the desire for both ends Now, mm-hmm. you know, that, so sometimes it gets what gets lost is the part that gets before the sex part. Mm Or why is that person not interested or enthusiastic at that time? Is it because they've they've been running around all day at work or running around with the kids or Mm -hmm. doing all kinds of things? Or is is there a a deeper rift in your relationship that you guys have to address? And maybe Mm -hmm. that's why they don't feel comfortable, you know, um, engaging in that sort of level of intimacy with you at that point. Mm-hmm. So, and I think sometimes people don't want to have those other conversations, mm-hmm. and so they want to, but they want to have the end result, and so they steamroll right past all of those other issues and say, "Okay, well," and that, that's where we become selfish.
0: We're yes, well, you're
1: doing this, and sex—if sex is selfish, then one well, just don't masturbate. For lack of a little actually better way. Exactly.
0: Exactly, and and that's what I've never understood about like what is the joy in forcing somebody or when someone is just i don't know Ugh, yuck but let's move on to the next thing um i watched the reason i got so into this topic of consent i watched 50 shades of gray a terrible movie but the the (laughs) the concept i was like oh i love this like this is this is amazing um she you know they're it was such a horrible movie. I I was like, guys, the concept was good, but the movie sucks. Like so did you this-
1: watch the second one as well? Because there were two, right?
0: I watched the second one. I didn't watch the first one.
1: Oh,
0: okay. Um, oh my god, it was so bad. It's like they were just like, so 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 we're just going to make a movie about sex. Once we do the sex things, the acting does not matter. <laughs> like they were like, yeah, we're here for the for the sexualness, and like, yeah. Um, okay. So I want to com- I want to bring this movie and another movie to your attention. So this particular film, I liked it because during the sex scenes, there was like, you know, she had like, I don't know, she had like a color. I think it was red for stop and then green for go. Mm-hmm. And I love that concept. However, I've talked to my friends about it and they're like, ah, Jen, now we have to start painting things and then be showing them. What do you think of the concept of like during, do you think that if we added the on, like the idea of like consent is ongoing, if we added the the red, the green or the, let's say pineapple when I'm going too far, do you think that would take away the sexy from the sex?
1: I guess it depends on the partners involved. You know, Mm -hmm. um, for for, for starters, I know some people can, well, that would just make it too long. For some people, sex is very short. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But then the other part is that, what what are you you consenting to things that you normally do? And it's a matter of whether I'm in the mood at this current juncture? Mm -hmm. Or is it, are you, because they're, they're different levels, are you consenting to something else that, like, okay, well, we're turning to heat, but like we're going from like regular intercourse to something else, right? Or you know, like that—that it maybe somebody has there, like I don't know, whatever it is, it's, it's hanging upside down from a ceiling. Okay, well, stop.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
1: <laughs> <laughs> it really—I think that there's a part where you might overcomplicate it. Yes. and you know, it, It's it's more so about just having the conversation, having the constant. Communication because to me, part of sex is like you're still having, you're not just like having intercourse, you're communicating, you're looking at the person, yeah. you're reading their cues, you're listening to them, and you're also, you know, giving off your own cues and you're also talking through. Well, some people talk, some people don't, but mm-hmm. you give, you're communicating in some way to that person throughout the course of it. Mm-hmm. And I do feel though that, that if there is a point where someone um, feels uncomfortable, does not want to continue that they mm-hmm. should be clear about that. Yes. Um, and Because it, it can get confusing. Like if someone says, well, you know, I didn't really like that, but you kept doing it and you didn't say anything about it. Mm-hmm. How is the other person supposed to read your mind? Like, oh, well, yeah. You know, and sometimes, like, there have definitely been times I'm like, you know what? Um, I'm going to stop because I don't, I'm not feeling it. Like, yeah. And I'm, I'm literally, I'm literally like, stop. I'm like, yeah, you know. And I'm asking, what's up? What's going on? Are you, are you good? Like. Mm-hmm. And then maybe we end up having a conversation. We might not go back to to the the intercourse part, but we're mm-hmm. like, we're maybe the conversation needs to be had in that moment. Oh well, you know, this is how I feel about this, whatever. And then, and sometimes it's like, well, you know, just it could be some. I remember I watched a movie, um, um a long time ago. It's called Disclosure. Mm-hmm. And essentially the premise of it is a guy works for this lady and the lady comes on to him and, mm-hmm. you know, she basically she's sexually harassing the guy. She's his boss. Mm-hmm. And then for whatever reason, and he's married, he stops in the middle. And when he stops, um, you know, she feels embarrassed, so obviously whatever, and then he get, walks out of the room. A day or two later, she c- accuses him of uh, sexual harassment. Right? and she, she says yeah he did this whatever and it ends up going to court and then they end up like going to court and, then they, and they they realize they ask the guy like why did you stop and he's like she coughed and for whatever reason she coughed and it, st- it broke his like focus and mm-hmm. he thought about his family and his kids like I can't do this so mm-hmm. sometimes that's why when we talk about consent being ongoing it's like your mind is constantly moving at a warp speed, mm-hmm. but it's, it's consuming all this information. And then you're like, okay, well, you know what? I'm still good with this or I'm not good with this. anymore. So
0: mm-hmm. That's complicated because it's hard. Like even for me, let, let's, if we even, if we're not talking about sex with anything that is uncomfortable, um, say you had a, you know, you you were in a room and your boss talked to you crazy, right? Mm-hmm. In the moment, you're not, at least for me, like in the moment, I'm not going to be like, I don't like the way you're talking to me, but I might send an email like a day later. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what makes it complicated is that when you're, the, the way that we've been raised as women on uh, on how to think about sex, I've never you never hear about like when women know what they want. Like I know when, what's her name? Amber Rose is, you know, she's, she's for this movement of like, this is what I want. This is what I like. Now you hear women talking about what they like, but those women are viewed as like whores, essentially, like she's a whore. She's a slut simply because she understands what she wants. And then when you think about when you meet a guy, mm-hmm. like, you know, we're not talking about guys you'd be dating. I'm talking about, like, you go to a club, you see a guy, he looks good. You like him. He's like, can, can, you know, you want to come back to my place. You go over there. Mm-hmm. But then now you're like, eh, I'm, I'm in this house with this man.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You don't want to do anything weird. You're uncomfortable. So you're like, should I like I, I was in a similar situation and with a friend, I with someone I had been friends for a long time, like two years. And I so we started dating. I was like, hey, you know, do you want to come down and let's go to the movies? Um, I said, like, come for the movies at like 4 p.m. This guy came at nine. He's like, oh, I'll just come to your house. Him being my friend. I didn't think anything of it And I'm 19 years old So I was like, okay, come over He comes And he's normal He's cooking, but he was cooking Some weird food, so I was like, mm, I don't know So I didn't eat it But then, all of a sudden, he starts Getting weird, and he's like So, yeah, let's let's get on with it So he said Literally so
1: he's, d- so he's cooking the bienda And then he said <laughs>
0: He finishes cooking. He eats his food while I'm literally staring at him eating nastiness. And then he puts his plate down. He's like, let's get on with it. And I'm like, sorry, get on with what? And those days, you know, I was 19. I was a molokole. like, you know, I was like, I'm going to wait till marriage. Those, those things that you'd be thinking when you're young. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what do you mean? Why did you invite me here? And I was like, I invited you to the movies and then you came here. And then he started getting aggressive. Thankfully, I had a landlord. The landlord like heard me like banging on the window. Right. And he came downstairs and kicked this guy out. Now at that time I couldn't call my mom. She'd be like, What is a man doing in your house? Hmm. You can't call relatives. You when I when I talk to my friends, they're like, Well, Jen, when you invite a man to your house, what do you expect? Mm. Right? So I think it's it's tough to it's 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 a good concept to like, yes, to communicate with a guy, but I think that power dynamic makes it like difficult to be like uh stop because if it's not someone that you know, you don't want things to get worse. And sometimes I've heard a lot of women say like, it was just easier to, to just go through with the sex and leave.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. That, and first of all, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that that happened to you. Um, mm-hmm. Cause nobody ever wants to, to have to go through a situation like that. Um, yeah. I would say, and they said like, you know, the majority of, Rapes and sexual assaults that happen, or from, or with people that that, that they know, right? Mm-hmm. Rarely is it the the, the strange rapist running around. Not that it doesn't happen, but typically that's who it is. Mm-hmm. And it's because they they meet you maybe in a place of comfort. They meet you in your own home. They meet you in your parents' home, wherever you've been to, to a certain place before. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a challenge because you know there is um, for for me I'm not even gonna say just for guys, but for a lot of people, there's an expectation that if um a guy and a girl that like each other um, are meeting up in the person's home,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, you people start to have those expectations. Um and that's that's a, a very scary thing. And I think there to a, a large degree, we need because the male um our physicality is, is, is generally stronger than female physicality. Mm-hmm. There is, I think, a, a, a requirement or a necessary um, engagement to have these conversations with our boys mm-hmm. uh, before they become men, but even when they're men, um, about understanding where you are in that, t- in that power dynamic mm-hmm. and understanding how uh, the power that you may or may not know you wield affects those around you. And this is something that I'm constantly trying to, to learn. And, and I'm reminded of my, by my wife, quite frankly. Um, mm-hmm. But because when you say aggressive, whether or not he knew he was aggressive or not, the fact is that someone should have um, spoken to him and he should have known better mm-hmm. and to assert his aggressiveness in that way that made you feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And, and yes. where... And so you almost have to, I feel like in those dynamics, when you, when you hold that power, you need to create the environment for the other person to be able to exert their consent mm-hmm. and, and for them to be able to, to say, okay, you know what, I'm comfortable going there with you. Or, I'm, or you know what, I'm, I'm comfortable up to this point. Yeah. You, have to, you basically have to go, the, the power has to go to the person mm-hmm. that has the least amount of power. Yes. Because if the power just goes to the person that has the most amount of power, then they're going to run roughshod they're, all over. Yeah.
0: Yes, for sure. And I should be clear, like, you know, I, thankfully, like, my landlord came in time and nothing happened. But he, like, I've, ne- since that time, like, men are not allowed in my house, like, at all, you know, because first of all the the nature of even when you think about how we deal with with victims of sexual assault on the side I don't know if you remember when when Terry Crews even though Terry Crews has gone to the far sides (laughs) but um that's another whole podcast so I won't get into that but Terry Crews taught was open about his sexual assault (laughs) um and a lot of men were like oh, my God, like, stop being such a puss. Like, you probably enjoyed it. You're a man, whatever. You got some, you know. And then Charlemagne talked about his experience with sexual abuse. Cause, cause aunt. Uh, yes, and the, the conversation was quite different because the way that Charlemagne talked about it is it was actually quite it annoyed me, but it, I was like, "That's his experience." He was like, you know, he he talked about it almost like it was pleasureful, but still, like ac- acknowledging that it was abuse.
2: Right.
0: And he, th- there were points where he was like, you know, I got an erection, so like I enjoyed it, kind of thing. Or he, at least, he implied that. And do you think that like the way that men receive? the way that we have to talk about men, about consent has to look different. Like, because we teach men that they have to be tough. Right. So the way that, that Terry Cruz was talking about his story was discussed, like, Ugh, ew. like, are you a woman? But the way that Charlemagne talks about it, that, you know what? I, I was still a man in that situation, even though he was a little boy. Right, he was, a like child. was a- Exactly so what how do conversations have to look like if we have these types of issues
1: so, so here's what I will say mm-hmm. is that so earlier I talked about how men have a physicality advantage to women. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said um, that doesn't necessarily mean that first of all we're, we're talking in the in a heteronormal space I'm mm-hmm. sure there's LGBT um, situations I can't speak to but mm-hmm. where those there's still power dynamics even within those because there are femmes. I, I, I'm not going to to insult the people that, that know more about this than I do, mm-hmm. but I know there's a different power dynamics there. Mm-hmm. Um, but women also do sometimes hold a power di- dynamic. In the case of Charlemagne, his yes. I think his I think his aunt she was older than him,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? Um, and so there is a. Uh, there is an aspect of where maybe or if you were let's say you're the boss like in the, in the movie i was talking about where you're the boss of, of the guy
2: mm-hmm. and
1: and the women hold that power And you know you know what i'm the one that's running this show and so i get to kind of say what i do mm-hmm. for men a lot of times it's trivialized oh well you know that's a that's a dream come true you know what you had an older woman you know come and take a vet, and that's kind of how it's portrayed like in in popular culture like oh yeah you know um what's that movie the graduate it's an old movie I'm dating myself
2: mm. where, uh,
1: where the 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 old ladies is coming on to, to the younger guy
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's it's all it's always portrayed as like it's as, as though it's not predatory
2: but mm-hmm.
1: that can also be perceived as predatory and I think that the conversation can't just stop with with um our young boys it should also be with our with women because they're different power dynamics and at the end of the day when you recognize that you hold a certain kind of power, because people with power more often not know that they have it, right? Like, if mm-hmm. you know this guy, I'm going out with this, this guy, and I know that he really likes me, and I kind, of, I kind of feel him, and if I tell him to go jump 10 feet, he'll jump 10, he might jump 12, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if I tell him to do this, he'll go do this. So there's a certain power dynamic there, right? Yes. Where you, you almost have control over the person's uh, mind, per se. Um, mm-hmm. And that and that has its own level of, of effect on on, on the, um, the situation. So women have to have that conversation as well because sometimes people abuse it. I've yes. seen I've seen women you know treat guys like crap and know that they can get away with it. Like yeah, you know I'm beautiful and if, and if you don't want me, I'm get somebody else. And yes, then that's a human being, like, That's a soul that you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. So the consent granted, like. <laughs> talking right typically it's kind of centered around the physicality of like of rape and sexual abuse Mm -hmm. but there's also a mental abuse that comes with with these dynamics as well that we have to to discuss on some level
0: and so yeah it's it's complicated it's hard to know like because the conversation has to look different for for men than it does for women naturally Right, and I would I would imagine that like with anything else, even with mental health, like there's a certain way you're going to talk about mental health to a black man than you're going to do with a black woman, because you want you want people to receive, you know what's what's being taught. But let's move on to the next thing. So there's a movie called um, Diary of a Nymphomaniac. I don't know if you've seen it, but I've seen part one and two and so she's this woman that she like enjoys having like sex with like different people and random people Mm -hmm. and that movie consent is like not discussed at all but there's moments where you feel like oh girl this is getting dangerous Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and so I've I've talked to like my male friends about that, and they're like, you see, consent is confusing. And for me, I know that I'm not being logical, but I think that they should be, they should be like some documentation. Like before you have sex, you know, talk about it via text. Like before you go to a girl's house, be like, hey um we're going to you know i'm coming over to your house like what what are you expecting if she says me we're just going to cook and that's it and that's not what you want as a man then you say actually you know i was looking for sex
1: i i that would solve a lot of
0: problems exactly
1: Um, it would um
0: but it doesn't speak to the, the ongoing consent. But yeah. I think as a man, right, because you're in a position of power and because when in this day and age, the way that it will come across is that you took advantage of a woman, right? Typically, I think that if you have that conversation in text or on email and she says, I'm expecting when you come over that we're going to cook we're going to watch a movie and you're going to go home. I don't think that that day you should you should engage in sex. You should be like, no, honestly, you said this is what you wanted. I want to respect it. If you want to have sex, then that that should be another day. And I know that that's not realistic. But it will solve a lot of issues. What do you think?
1: Well, I, I think because well, I'll, I'll tell you straight up. Like Let's say the guy is purely looking for sex, right? Mm -hmm. And the woman sends that text. Yeah, I'm going to cook. We're going to watch a movie. You're going to go home, right? Mm -hmm. That gives the guy the opportunity to say, you know what? Okay, I'm cool with that. Or you know what? That doesn't fit my plans because I wanted to have sex. And so he says, yeah, you know, sorry, something came up. I can't come. Mm -hmm. Now that also gives the woman the opportunity to, to, to see the person for who he is. Okay, so clearly this guy was not interested in this or like this wasn't important to him or he thought something else. Mm-hmm. And she can also make a decision. Well, this isn't, this is the relationship for me or whatever. Mm-hmm. That being said to your point about the ongoing consent is that we change our minds constantly. Right. Yes. And, and we also, how our mood is like how <laughs> my mood is when I send you that text at 6 PM, it mm-hmm. might change at eight o'clock and maybe in, for whatever reason. Maybe it could be that, like, you know what, um, at 6 o'clock, maybe I send a text, like, yeah, come over and we're and we going to do the damn thing, right? Mm-hmm. But then I get, like, I get a text from a, a, a friend who just lost his mother. Or, mm-hmm. you know, like, it, it's 7.30. Well, now mm-hmm. my mood is not in the same place it was at 6 o'clock. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, something else changed, or you come by, and Maybe you got hot breath I'm like, you know what uh, But just to <laughs> know, you promised We were going to get down, now what's up You know, like Yes <laughs> so.
0: I, I don't know, because it's And I'm talking about situations where You don't know the person When you're in a relationship You right. can always have these conversations But if you If you're just like meeting this person For the first time I think even as a woman Like for me, if If I want to say the tables were turned and like, I was like, I'm trying to get hot tonight. Mm -hmm. I text him. I'm like, okay, am I coming over? What are we doing? He says, honestly, you know, I'm a child of God and all we're going to do is read the Bible and whatever and you go home. And I'm like, "Mm -mm, that's not really what I wanted but you know, all the best. And I, I'm like, I'm going to go find the sex somewhere else. If he comes over that same day, say like hours later, even if I'm also in the mood, I just feel like I don't want, you know what I mean? Like I just feel like I wouldn't want to go forward because you already said no. I, I don't know. Like for me, I just, I think, Because we're a society now, especially with our generation, that's like having sex with this person and that person and the other person, it needs to be very like clean cut or we're always going to run into these issues all the time, which is what leads me to the next uh, thing that I wanted to talk to you about, the Aziz Ansari situation. That article, so when it came out, you remember it was a gigantic thing. And when you first when I first heard about it, I will be honest, I was like, oh, that ma- of course, of course. <laughs> but then <laughs> I read it and I was like, oh, girl, I even though the, the, the way that she worded the article, I was like, um, it was awkward I remember going to to school the next day, and like, we were all we all were thinking the same thing, but we're scared to say it. We're like, I uh, like it was so awkward. Like when you when they talked about it on TV, it's like everyone wanted to say that, but everyone was, what was terrified. Hmm?
1: What was awkward about it for you?
0: For me, it it, it was. I I don't feel that she was being fair. I I think her feelings are valid, but I feel that there is a point as a woman where you have to be your own agency. Um she does, at no point does she say like she communicated anything. Like she didn't say anything. She she said that he was respectful for for the most part. But she's like, he should have, at, at a point she says, he should have read my, something about my social cues, something her my, cues, my or, my cues. Yeah, my nonverbal cues. But I'm like, what does that look like? I, I just, I was like, I I don't know about that girl. Like, I don't know. For me, I I, I felt that like she, From this is what I think, and I'm probably going to get in trouble for this, but I feel that she probably woke up the next day as we you know some a lot of us have and you, you just say oh I don't like what I did and that translated in her writing that article I think it was a situation where she was just not proud of what she did that's what it seemed like to me because it's impossible unless you're I don't even know, like, what non-verbal cues for me and you may look different.
1: Right. Especially when you're meeting for the first time.
0: Exactly. So, I don't know. It it made me uncomfortable. I felt really, I felt like I was on the wrong side of feminism. It was crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But what did you think when you read that article?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I would say I was definitely... You know, you know, when you walk into something you're like, OK, I don't know how I'm going to feel about. It. like I've heard things about it, but I want to keep an open mind. So I, I, I read the article. Mm-hmm. And first of all, the first thing before I even read the article, you see the name Aziz Ansari. And you see this small um, uh, Asian kid, mm-hmm. you know, they're like it's really funny. Um, mm-hmm. But you're like, OK, well, sexual assault, Aziz Ansari. Let's see what this is really about. Mm-hmm. And I will say that reading the article, I believe that she believed everything that she that she uh, reported. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that there was some mix up of signals. However, I also do believe that it's tough, it's hard. Yeah. She, told them, she didn't quite say no, but she also, but th- there were times where she had said, okay, you know what, I feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And the way that it kind of was framed was as though Aziz, and this is an article too, that he was like a horny 18 year old boy who just mm-hmm. couldn't stop himself. And like every time, like she's like, okay, let's, let's, let's relax. And they would relax. And then he mm-hmm. like, Whip his thing out, but, okay, here you go. Mm. So it was like very, it, you know, it was like I know that like she. There were times. There was definitely a point where Aziz should have stopped longer, a lot sooner than when he actually stopped. Yes, I think that the initial part maybe there was some misconfusion. There was, uh, there was some confusion. Um, mm-hmm. confusion that's a new word. Yeah, <laughs> but I think that. It definitely got to a point where Aziz needed to be like, okay, hold on. I'm making this person feel uncomfortable. What am I doing? And he didn't. And he kept going.
0: Yeah. So that's when, like, we're looking at it. We're, we have, like, remember that, like, she, because, because how, if I do not say, and I'm not saying, like, for me, I, I didn't feel that there was, if she did communicate, I don't know that it was enough for, like, I don't even know the word to use, like. But here's the
1: thing, and I, because I, I kind of know where you're going, but the thing is, when it comes to something as intimate as sex, mm-hmm. the, the, I think, I feel like the bar for communicating it does should not have to be super high where you have to jump over a 10 foot um, barrier in mm-hmm. order to say to declare that you don't want to do it anymore mm-hmm. I think that they, the moment someone says yeah you know what I'm not sure about this or so I feel uncomfortable you know you kind of have to start to back off at right a and I don't think that he did and I think that he now granted there are also some some cues where, okay well hold on I'm confused like because she would do that and then like she would give him oral. I'm like, okay. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm lost here. I'm trying to understand it. But the moment that she says, I don't feel comfortable he, as, as a person, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, whoever the relationship is between you have to say, okay, let me, let me start to back off. Cause this person doesn't feel right.
0: See, that's the thing. Like it's, it's confused. her, the article was confusing because at some points she'd be like, and then we kissed, but then I was not comfortable, but then we did this. So that's why I'm like, it's, it's awkward, you know? And and I, and I do think like, like I said, her feelings are absolutely like valid. I, we weren't there. We don't know what was going on in the room. Only she knows how she felt. It's just, it's complicated. So Um, I think I sent you the Trevor Noah podcast and he talked about going on a date with this girl. Mm -hmm. She went back to his house or they went back to his house. They were kissing and then she jumped off and then he's like, Oh, okay. Okay. He left her alone. Mm -hmm. So then they watched the movie and then she jumped, she jumped back on him and then they were kissing. She's like, okay, no, no, no. Okay. Sorry. 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 And then she sits back down. Mm-hmm. They keep watching the movie. He, so then they start kissing again, like you know, getting it on. Mm-hmm. She's like, "Oh no, no, no! Sorry, 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 sorry. No, I can't." So then he says, "You know what? I'm gonna call you an Uber, yep. and you're gonna go home." So yep. then she texts him back and says something about like, "Oh, I hope next time I meet a real man," or whatever she said. Mm-hmm and i'm like okay so in my opinion i feel that Trevor noah like he that was the best case scenario because, like i feel like he in my opinion he did he did like the the right thing personally right. Yeah. because you don't want to continue like here and then. yes consent is ongoing but you don't want to keep That line, like going over that line and coming back and going and coming back, and especially when you just met somebody,
1: right? I mean, and then you you don't want to play a cat and mouse game where you don't know you're playing the cat and mouse game, and that's kind of what that situation was. Where like, you know, I think she thought it was it was some kind of game or way to, you know, like, and because also how we are taught about sex and how we taught about how to approach sex. And the things we learn and the things that we think are good or okay are very greatly a lot of times. Like some people think that, what I was saying earlier, like that, you know, you have to continue to pursue and one person has to be coy and has to be like, oh, yeah, you know.
0: I don't yeah. Know. You have to play hard it's to get. <laughs> you have to play hard to get. Yeah.
1: And so that confuses the hell out of a lot of people. Many, mm-hmm. like I, I, I would imagine and so to your point, I think sometimes you have to like, especially if you don't know somebody, you mm-hmm. need to be upfront about where you are and maybe have that conversation about, yeah, this is what I'm good with. This is what I'm not good with. And this is a maybe or whatever the case is. Um, yes. and, and have the, but if you if you like, if, I, if you're inviting somebody over for the first time you've never been with and all of a sudden they start playing these games, you're like, hold up. Because to me that. If I was trying to know it, I would also tell me a little bit about who this person is. Like, yeah. you just start stuff and 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 play games, and nobody knows that they're playing.
0: Exactly. Like,
1: what's it to say about who you are as a person in general? So. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um. My last um thing I want is or second last, there was an article I sent you about the Bachelor. Um. So this particular situation, they were both intoxicated. And I don't know if you saw the video. They they censored down the video that I sent you, but at that time like so they were in a pool. She's drunk, they're both drinking. And she's like like sho- like putting his head, like pushing his head in her breasts. Mm-hmm. At some point her she pushes you know she's just doing she's pushing him she's doing things they're kissing they're doing all the all the things mm-hmm. the next week um i i hear this article oh he's been kicked off the show there's like sexual assault claims and she felt violated or sexual harassment whatever they called it and i was like it can't be from that video that i saw because these pe- these it's individuals awesome. sorry
1: he was the aggressor
0: yes it, and and, it, and its and it 's not me saying this, we could all see it, mm-hmm. but his life literally got descrimated mm-hmm. um she got to of course play on her white fragility, as we 've seen white women do for a very long time uh, we know cases like that are white women have been accusing black men of of rape for a, a long time falsely right. accusing them um but but i don't want to talk about that i want to talk about what do you think like where substance use is involved how are we supposed how how does consent kind of come in 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 those situations
1: i mean it gets to a point where you don't really where you're not well, you're no longer consent. If you out, you don't remember what you did, you know. Mm-hmm. So I mean, hopefully for your sake, both of you pass out. Um, but you're passing out around somebody that you know that you trust, um, mm-hmm. if you're passing out at all. Um, I would say that in that instance, she there is still a level of responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when you're the aggressor. Right. And and also, but also there's a responsibility when you are the one that is more, more coherent. Mm -hmm. You know what? I think you've had a little bit too much. Like, let's chill out. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, The problem is that this dynamic was a unique one where like they they'd both been drinking. She was definitely more intoxicated and she was an aggressor. And Mm -hmm. I think he was a willing participant, but not as much as she was.
0: Yes. And
1: at the end of the day, like she she kind of played on a a little bit of white guilt. Yes. Emmett Till effect to it, where, you know, he got savaged and and lost his, I guess, his his role in in, in the filming um, because Mm -hmm. she accused him of, I'm not sure if she did, but someone accused said that there had been sexual assault. Because I'm not sure it was even clear if it was her that accused him.
0: I'm not sure either but when you watch like interviews she definitely gives the impression as though she was taking advantage of so she definitely plays into that narrative even though she because she, she could have been like guys we were both drunk like we both had a lot to drink and and he didn't do any you know okay maybe that he didn't do anything wrong but we as you can tell like we were both drinking things got hot and heavy and yada 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 cuz and le- the only reason we heard about it in that context is because it came out that way cuz we could have just watched the episode and moved on with our day like we we see these things on jersey shore they'd be doing stuff right but somehow it came out that that was you, you know that was like she he forced her. It was very, it was very like weird. Yeah, black, to black me. man white woman effect all the time. You know
1: where the the um the, the black in that situation, the black man ninety nine percent of the time loses.
0: Yeah, and it's it's unfortunate, like because he lost. I'm telling you, we did like they erased him from the show they took off his episodes like it was a uh, it was crazy um the last thing i i want to touch on now you have you have sons um you're a father of boys and you've talked about we we've we've covered how we were taught about consent and the things that you know about consent now how are you especially be, i i want to point you to when we think about Emmett Till, do you talk to your boys differently around the conversation around, you know, dating white women or, you know, getting drunk and with white women? And, and, or do you just have a general conversation around consent? Because to be honest, more often than not, white women have been doing this for a very long time.
1: Um, for us, I would say it's typically a general conversation when it comes to consent.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but we have talked about the, the discrepancies in terms of how they're viewed, and, and the, it's kind of come from my mom. Mom always used tell me, "You're born with two strikes, right? In a three-strike world, you know, mm-hmm. you're, one, you're black, two you're male, um, mm-hmm. and put those together—that's that's a recipe for all. You all they need is one reason, and, and sometimes they don't even need any reason." So we talk about that and about how you might be around your white friend to get away with stuff that you just will never get away with. And so you have to understand where you stand in that dynamic and you have to almost be 20 times better than them Mm -hmm. um, just to be on the same level as them, unfortunately, in the way this world is.
0: Mm hmm. So. How have your sons received? Because you do have a teenager a 14. I believe he's 14.
1: Yeah, 14.
0: He's starting to get, you know, like girls and problem, I don't know if he has a girlfriend, but he's starting to get to that stage. Do you think that he's understanding what that not necessarily consent, but like how to approach women and and things like that? Um, I
1: think. Not, much, not Not my fourteen year old maybe, <laughs> my 20 year old. um, and we've talked about that, and you try as best you can to discuss with them about consent and about how to speak to women, how to speak to the opposite sex,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but um, the big you try to combat what they're learning from their friends,
2: mm. um,
1: and that's really the, because when I was a kid, when I was that age, you know, my my it was. I was listening to what my friends were saying about, you know, their relationships, their girlfriends and stuff, Mm -hmm. and that was informing some of my thoughts and my behavior. So, but that's because maybe there was also a lack of that conversation with my parents. So what I'm trying to do differently Mm -hmm. is to have more of that conversation with them so that they don't feel like the only place they're getting information from is their friends.
0: Hmm. I forgot to touch on something that just happened. On May 13th, the Supreme Court uh, passed a law that, now I should add, I haven't read it in in, in its entirety, but the gist of it is that substance use can be substance, I don't know, is it, do they call it substance? Anyways, um, alcohol. Intoxication can be used as a defense in violent crime. Now, of course, this has caused like, you know, havoc because we know what that looks like, especially I I know for me as a woman, like I got scared. I was like, oh, wait, what? Because already when when men are sober, it's hard to to get justice, right? And now all they have to do is just drink and drink and drink or like shoot up as much as possible and then they'll, they'll be off the hook. What was your take on that uh when you were reading about that?
1: Honestly, that's very scary. That's to me that's <clears throat> I would say that's if not equal worse to worse than the, uh the standing ground law because what you're telling me is that if somebody's on shows, mm-hmm. they're like on oh, they're just drunk and they don't and they all have to say I blacked out, I remember, and I shot this black man, or mm-hmm. I or I raped this woman. Mm-hmm. That they can use that as a defense and say, well, you know, yeah, this person wasn't in their right right mind; there was some kind of insanity.
2: There. Yes, no,
1: but you made a choice to take those drugs. Like you, you're removing the the, the initial genesis of the action, which was mm-hmm. to take drugs that have that are known to inhibit your um, the way that you. You perceive reality. Mm-hmm. So if you talk these and you know that it's going to change mm-hmm. how you do things and then you do something bad, to me, that should not exclude you from justice.
0: Exactly. and And, it, when, and we know that this law is only going to protect white people. It's not going to protect... Oh, yeah. you, you know, it's not going to protect black, brown, or indigenous communities. It's just there to protect white people. And it's, it's horrifying. It's, it's already hard, you know, and like, I don't know. I, I'm actually scared to have children. It was a plan that I was having in the near future, but I'm like, uh,
1: yeah. I mean, you think about drug driving. Are you trying yeah. to tell me, that, boy, okay, I was so drunk that mm-hmm. I killed somebody, but you can't prosecute me because I was drunk.
0: That's crazy. Exactly. Exactly. But we will continue this conversation. But the last thing I want to ask you is, so when it comes to consent, do you agree that at the end of the day where sex is concerned, we need to know the person? That is Mm -hmm. the safest way.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Okay. Because as much as
1: it there but at least that's the, the starting
0: yes i think that it, it starts it makes that conversation a little bit easier because what what from talking to you um for the last hour or so i'm realizing that yeah like i think what makes it really or even more complicated is that we're talking about consent when you just met up per- when you don't actually know that person Because some conversations can't happen. Like you can't have a a sit down with like some... You can, but it's hard to have a sit down and be comfortable to have a certain conversation when you just met the guy at the club or the girl at the club. So, which right now in society, (laughs) it's like, that's not progressive to be like, what if I just want to have sex the first day? But if you're going to do that, then you... You have to do the work. You have to make the effort.
1: Yeah, you have to communicate.
0: Yeah. Danny, I want you to come back because I feel like this is a gigantic topic, but we don't want to be talking and talking and talking because then people get bored, you know? So please come back. I want to continue the the conversation about consent. There's a lot of other things we haven't covered. Uh, We talked about the sex piece, but I also, you know... I want to talk about other parts of consent, so please do come back.
1: Will do. Just call.
0: Thank you for coming, Denny. Thank you for coming back, ladies. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Black Winds Republic. Follow me, your host, JJ, on Instagram at J-A-E underscore J-A-Y-E. Would you like to be featured on the podcast? Send me a DM. I would love to hear your perspective. I would love to hear your views on the world. And guess what? You get a free customized hoodie from Black Queens Republic when you feature on the podcast. Be sure to send us an email. Let us know what you think of the podcast. What would you like to hear be discussed on here at black at gmail.com. Make sure you share this podcast with your friends and your family. This podcast is available on every single platform. So look for us. You can Google us at Black Queens Republic. I look forward to chatting with you in two weeks. Ciao